who in SAP is looking at new stuff. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to another SAP Code Talk. And new stuff. New stuff is a really big sort of thought, but I'm really pleased, and I've been trying to get this guy on Code Talk for a while. I have John Astor with me. John, thank you for joining me on Code Talk. Hey, Ian. Thanks for having me. And I say new stuff because whenever I see you at uh, our paths cross, usually at events, you've got some cool, cool tech. But before we get there, introduce yourself to the Code Talk audience if they haven't met you already. So my name is John Astle. I work for SAP in the North American Innovation Factory. I've been at SAP nearly 20 years now, and I've been lucky enough to always get my hands on cool new stuff. Excellent. And you said Innovation Factory. So that's obviously my next question. Explain your team, Innovation Factory. So we're a part of the pre-sales of North America. There are global groups doing similar things. So when we're working with customers, we're trying to find how new tech or maybe existing tech can help change and improve business processes, especially giving return on investment. That's interesting because you say, you know, it's not just, it's just not just the, the looking at new stuff. It's the looking at how things can be changed with the new stuff. So, I mean, I know one time we, this year, I saw you with this fantastic owl, which I see over your right shoulder at the moment. So give the, uh, the developer audience a little bit of an idea of the, the fourth best things that you've created, best or maybe you know the four most notable things that you've created the team. So we could start with the L. Um, so the, our team supports the many events. So it could be South, it could be TechEd, but also industry events. So the L was built for the National Retail Forum Federation in New York. The idea was the request came in. We have a booth. We have all this cool stuff we're showing around hybrid customer experience. What can we add just to give you that little bit of extra where people will come over? So I was told, well, let's build like something cool. So that's a big blank canvas. So we created the owl. So it's an animatronic owl. So if you go to Disney, like Rainforest Cafe, you'll see the moving things on the wall. That's where the idea started. But it was well, there's so much more we could do with that. So we have, of course, uh, the partnership with Intel. So I got hold of a NVIDIA stick, which is their um, neural stick. Stuck it on the owl. So the owl was there. It was interacting. You could ask it questions about products. It would help you. It was telling about the demos, the station. But at the same time, how can we make this important to our customers, to the retailers? Well, the camera was tracking people. This may sound like a privacy scary thing, but it wasn't tracking who you are. It was tracking emotions. It was tracking how many people were there. It was tracking where you looked using gears um, estimations. So you could actually see your emotions as you interacted with, with the owl and give retailers feedback on, on how their products or their promotions are working. So that was a real fun build, especially given I could do some robotics in that too. And I noticed over the, your shoulder, you know, the, the owl, by the way, is the skeleton looking thing over John's right shoulder on the left hand side of the screen as you look at it. But obviously you've got the printer there. So you, you probably, you were printing bits of the owl as well. Yeah. So, we, so we're fortunate there was, there's a guy in the UK who actually built the original skeleton and put feathers on it to capture injured owls. So he, he put his designs on um, Shapeways. So the top end we got from Shapeways, we, we did his design. So we got it professionally printed and printed a number ourselves. So the one behind me was printed on the printer there. Uh, then of course we had to then add what we needed, the electronics, the base, design that, use Blender, Tinkercad, whichever made sense at the time, and 3D printed the rest of the pieces. So it's always, it's, it's kind of cool to have this equipment around. Helps a lot. 
it's fantastic. And I, I'm going to take, I'm going to ask you the next example. And obviously, because I mean, the owl is something there physically if we can see, but possibly some of your other demos are meant, um, or your ideas are meant in a really big scale, but you obviously have to shrink them down for the shows and stuff. So I think you were talking about a hydro dam to me pre-show. Yeah, this is another, I say a fun one to build. They're always fun ones to build. So, so they were talking, it was for utilities conferences. You're looking at how can utilities be affected? And in this case, it was around maintenance, maintenance orders, service technicians, and how we can use internet of things. So again, rather than create a visual, we could have you know, had a nice you know, 2D dashboard on the screen showing it, I actually built a dam. So it's, it's not with me right now, it's in Japan right now. So we built out a model of a dam with water flowing, which is a terrifying thing for demos because water can go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, so the water would flow. You could interact through a mobile phone to actually create problems in a dam. So you're creating blockages. You'd see a physical blockage. The water would stop flowing. Vibration would happen. There were real sensors in the dam so you could see the flow slow down because that's the IoT side. We need to also get that into the SAP system. So we pushed that through the cloud into the SAP system and we, we were reacting to, to the problems we were seeing with creating maintenance orders automatically. Yeah, cool. That's another new fun build. Yeah, and then say so you gave. We spoke about this earlier. You, you sort of telling me and stuff. I know down smart city. Now, obviously, you're not going to build a city, John. How, you know, what what did you do for that? I wish I'd left it behind me. One of them is on the floor down here now. So, and again, people come by. So, so I also run a D shop in Newtown Square, which is where a lot of these models are built and hosted. People think I just play with trains right now because I have one of the smartest running. So we have an N gauge train that's like eight feet by four feet with an integrated bus system that moves too, a Japanese bus system. So it's a full model city. And again, you can interact with the city causing problems. So it's, you, you flick a switch, the train stops on, on the road, creates a backup. And then we're looking at smart city scenarios. Well, it's not just about, oh, the train's broken down. It's about, you've now got traffic, you've got gridlock, you've got smog being created by blocked traffic, you've got deliveries being late, your logistic scenarios. So taking from the physical model, we then take you into the world on the, on the display of how all the SAP solutions help fit. Now, it's great having a physical model, but we also went a little bit further. So we took um, ARKit on the iPad. You could overlay it on the city. So as a fire started in one of the buildings, if you over, put, held the iPad over the building, the fire truck would come in and start putting water on the building. <laughs> it's giving you a, it's kind of a full interactive scenario with that. Excellent. Lisa, it's great. I was, I was actually going to say to you, you know, what sort of technologies outside of, you know, the, the traditional SAP backends that you want to interact with and show the benefit of you know of what we can do what uh, what you use and so you say ar kit um so augmented reality virtual reality type stuff as well it's it's we could it, we just have to look what's out there and we, we do get so we'll do tours the customers will come in and we'll talk and it's new technology well it's not always relevant you may be talking to a financial services company well how does a drone affect them how does ar affect them it may not affect them directly, but it's affecting their customers. And there's a knock-on effect there. So we try and show their scenarios too, how emerging technology isn't just affecting your business, but how your customer perceives things and, and what changes that will bring. Um, so yeah, it's, um, I have um, a few things on the floor down here, which we can show in a follow-up meeting if you like. We have multiple different AR, VR type headsets. We have the Magic Leap, um, across Oculus Quests, which we're using different, whether it's training scenarios, whether it's a James Bond scenario, where it's looking at you and pulling in your HR details. That's, Often stuff. So you're showing that you're, you're, you're really sort of promoting how cool we are at SAP, which is fantastic. But give me the last example, which I think is also really cool. And maybe some people have seen things like this out there already, but I think it's always a, a great example. Yeah, so for this year, we built a smart fitting mirror. Um, so imagine 
an end-to-end -end process here you're looking at from, from a consumer. You're looking online, you're searching for things online. You find something you want, you place it, but you want to go try it on in store. So we're trying to get people to come to brick and mortar stores here, as well as the, the, um, the interaction online. So you found what you like. Maybe you saw it on social media, followed somebody else's post from um, Instagram. You, you schedule a um, fitting room. Well, it's, the salesman's got, got your request. They know what, uh, what products you're looking at. So already those products are in the fitting room. Now each of the products we fit RFID tags on. Um, again, they're behind me, I should have grabbed on small RFID tags built into the label. So as, you, as those items are brought into the fitting room, a large mirror, no cameras involved, it's a fitting room, with privacy concerns here, mm -hmm. but actually start displaying through it product details. As you picked it up and put it towards the mirror, tried it on, it would show you the product details you had in the fitting room. It allowed you to pull in more information, whether it was, um, um, how many they had in stock, different sizes. But we also looked at recycling as well. And if you returned and recycled, you got points, those type of campaigns. But it gave the, the customers they walked in, and this was built as a fitting room at NRF. Mm -hmm. You walked in, you pull out the products, you fully interact with the screen, and you could check out there too. So again, this was, we're looking at hybrid CX scenarios, but at the same time, the sales assistant with an Apple Watch. They're getting notifications when you're ready, when you're checking out, so they can give you a personalized experience. So we are looking at end-to-end -end scenarios and how we can use this new tech in there. It's fantastic. I mean, what I love about your, your, your I don't want to say demos because demos, for me, sometimes demos always sort of makes you feel as if there's a little bit of smoke, uh, sorry about the pun, smoke and mirrors. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, but no, you, as you say, you, you really sort of take the whole end-to-end -end scenario and it's using the technology and it's, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be. John, we're going to have to get you to do some blogs so we can actually have you back again and delve a bit deeper, but we're also going to keep in touch with you. Now, just before we end, I want to sort of ask you another thing, because I think it's really cool what you do. You get involved in other stuff, which is also through SAP, but extends beyond SAP. And I'd like you just to give you a moment or so just to tell the audience about that as well, because I think it's a fantastic thing you do. So in Newtown Square, we partner with Tech Girls. It's, it's a national organization of getting middle school girls into tech. And we've had some really, really cool interactions. So we had 40 girls one weekend come in and learn how to 3D print. So they would design things, they would print them. Uh, printers take a while, they'd have to come back and pick them up with 3D printers. But the, the most recent one we did was, we taught them how to use Node-RED to program drones. So we built a whole scenario where they could log into Raspberry Pis, each had their own Node-RED account. They could trigger it and learn how to fly the drones. Now the drones are really cool. They're um, called small Tello drones, really safe. They come to ours, you just bat them out of the air, they stop flying. But they also have building cameras. So you're using machine learning and detection to actually make them do intelligent paths around the room. So the girls got to play around with the drones. Simple things initially, learn how to program, then make the drone do something simple, come up, come down, go around, and then start looking, well, we're using the cameras here and do really cool stuff with it. So it was a lot of fun and it's really rewarding. Excellent. John Upstall, Innovation Factory, D-Shop, Supremo. Thanks for joining me on Code Talk. Thanks, Ian.